Welcome to the Interns Hope Church Run the Podcast. I'm Jesse Brumfield. And I'm Isaac Little. We are two Americans living on mission in Wales. And we're uh, both inviting you guys to uh, walk with us as we talk about what it is and what it looks like to be life on mission in another country. Well, Isaac, we're back for another week. Welcome, everyone. Another week of the podcast. This was season Your favorite interns. Episode 10, right? It is episode 10. And we're going to be talking about... What are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about missing home and missing family when you're away on mission Mm -hmm. and how we have handled that. And we're also going to have, you know, this is all an experiment, right? Like we're only 10 episodes in. We started out with a couple of segments that we did every time, what we learned this week and lost in translation. And and those have kind of phased out at this point. And uh, we're trying something new. So staying open to new things. And we're going to introduce our new segment for the end of the podcast and talk highs and lows of the week. So Hopefully y'all enjoy that. So Isaac, let's talk about, uh, this is about missing people from home, missing family, friends, um, could be your like church family. And this has been the hardest part of being away for me, like by far. And so let's just chat for a couple minutes about how we've managed that. And then we can get into some more practical tips on like good ways to stay in contact. So how has that experience been for you? I would say good. I wouldn't say it's great. I wouldn't say it's bad. I understand. I just understand that everybody that, you know, they have, they have their own children, they have their own, you know, families or things are picking picking back up back in the states so con- contact isn't you know 100% all the time but that's to be expected across the nation you know i think it would be very difficult to be able to stay in contact with every single person though that um you care about in the church family like i can think of you know six or seven people right off the bat right now that i haven't um, talked to since I left, but there are so many who are very valuable to me and whom I care about and that I would love yeah. to talk with, you know, over, um, you, I usually use messenger on Facebook to do my chats, even family members too. Uh, there's, you know, there's several family members that I have any, that I haven't talked to since I've been here in Wales as well. But uh, same same thing. I would love to talk with them. I miss them. I guess that that's real. the The cool part, though, is like when when this season is over and when you know you go back home. Let's just say all the restrictions are lifted and we're actually allowed. We're you know we're gonna gather to all together. Then that'll be the time to catch up. You know, with aunts and uncles and uh, cousins. You know, and brothers. I haven't seen my brother in over over a year because he lives in Louisiana. 
And I'm wondering if it might be helpful to provide some context. So like you have very close relationships with your family, with Mm -hmm. your friends at home, but I know of you that you are not a person who likes to communicate on the phone. You are very Mm -hmm. much an in-person, like you connect with people better in that way. So talk about like how that has impacted your staying in contact with people yeah I, I guess i would say i've chosen not to call some people just because of the the time the amount of time that i actually want to spend on the computer you know like the other day i spent um just with what father's day i was on video call for three and a half four hours you know with the family that was what, sunday and it was, you know, I was chatting with my, my younger brother, my older brother, my sister, my dad, my grandparents. Yeah. So, and that drains you. Yeah. Uh, t- technology just in general being on it um, is not, I, I guess part of that too is I would say a couple of factors. Uh, if Have you ever heard of five love languages? Yeah. So like there's this, um, I don't know what all five of them are because I didn't actually. I think it's, let's, I think we can put our brains together and figure and remember them all. So acts of service, mm-hmm. physical touch. Yes. Um, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation. Yes. So didn't those are the five. Miss. Yeah. So that. I know that out of those five, my top two is quality time and physical touch. Interesting. So, just, so knowing, yeah, uh, just knowing that uh, quality time is like the quickest way you're ever going to create a friendship with me, period. Um, that's with anybody. I mean, just proc- being in the proximity is going to make me yeah. like you more. Like there's actually, there, there's only like, it's probably in like five people in the world out of like the thousands of people that I've met that at first, like first impression, I was like, man, I'm not having it. Like didn't, mm-hmm. didn't want to be around the person. Everybody else, everybody I'm else. I'm not is feeling like, far more often. <laughs> I hate to admit it. Uh, I have like an initial, I don't know. I consider myself a pretty warm and friendly person. But like I had, there's something, if somebody comes on too strong, right from the jump, like my immediate is to like throw a hand out and be like, whoa, I'm going to need you to like, give me some space. <laughs> In the bubble. Gotcha. Personal my, um, my friend Peggy says that I'm like a cat in that way. <laughs> Like, you know how a cat, like, if you come on too strong right away with a cat, the cat is going to run and hide and the cat's going to be like, "Uh uh-uh. But if you just kind of like come in the room and sit down and let, and you're just kind of there and like you let the cat approach you, then everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent. (laughs) But that would also You like quality time. So the, the second part that I was thinking of too was introversion and extroversion. I'm more extroverted, whereas then you would be more introverted. So yeah. probably where you get the take of like, you did, you know, boundaries are 
different. Everything. Yeah. Different <laughs> for you. They're, they're important. Very highly important. They're just, yeah. Anyways. So I was just yeah. thinking about like, like that, you know, there's not talking with, it's just not the same, you know, sitting in my grandparents' living room and hanging out with them or doing something or same thing with the brothers and sisters, you know, it's like, it's just not the same. But when I'm actually, you know, playing volleyball with the, the with the cousins, the bros and the sis, you know, yeah. that it's, that's a blast. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, we're actually doing something together. Um, yeah. It's hard with little kids too. Like, yeah, and that's I've different. Felt that with my niece and nephew. That's a whole different dynamic too. Ch- children put a whole new twist on the family dynamics, you know. So just knowing all of that too, yeah. Um, I don't call, you know. I would love to chat with my cousins all the time, but I understand too is you know they they work, you know, and then they come home to their you know the wife, and they've got three children, you know, one on the way, and he's. You know, as soon as he gets home, you know, he's being dad. He's in dad mode. And and so um, I understand that too, the, the, the distance. So um, that's why I said it was good, that it wasn't, that it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great because we can, I, I can always improve. Actually, that's one thing that I, I've, I know that I need to improve on is communication via electronics. Mm-hmm. There's always, for me, that's where the room of room for growth is actually the most needed. Yeah. It's so interesting. So my, um, speaking of the five, five love languages, so mine are acts of service and words of affirmation. So like, we don't even, like, we're totally opposite. <laughs> like, so for me, a lot of that can be done from afar. Like, and I am very comfortable with technology and like using technology to keep in touch. So I think we probably had very different experiences as far as that goes. And being an introvert, like one of the things that I struggled with at first was just like being in a brand new place and all of the people directly around me, I didn't really know very well. Like there's a certain level of trust there, but I was brand new and I don't know, like I, I have my really close relationships with people that take months and years to develop. Mm-hmm. And there are like three people in this world that know me fully, like know everything from my past, like know me inside and out and those have been like relationships that take years and where there's a hundred percent trust there. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think part of my introversion is that um, those are the people that I naturally go to because they're safe. Like that's my safe space. And then when they're not physically with you, it become it was really hard for me like I felt really alone even though I was around people and even though all of the people in Wales are lovely and wonderful and (laughs) welcoming um it just takes me a while to feel safe around new people and I've gotten there like I definitely have those relationships 
now at Hope Church. But that was like part of what was hard for me. I also have lived my entire life in Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) My entire immediate family lives, well, my younger brother moved um, a few hours away like a year and a half ago. So he doesn't live there anymore, but that's pretty recent. But like my older brother, his wife, my niece and nephew live, have always lived like 10 minutes away. My parents are like each 10 minutes away from me. Uh, And those are really close relationships. I'm not saying my family is perfect. Trust me, we got, we got our issues, but (laughs) I'm close with like every person in my family and we have a really small family. All of my, I've lost all of my grandparents. I've lost um, two uncles and an aunt. So like I have one aunt, I have one cousin. We're close with my mom's cousins, but like, it's a very small family. And so there's not a lot of people to keep up with. And I think just the nature of being a bit smaller is you tend to be a little tighter and like family like I've just, I don't know, I stayed in Jacksonville for college because I wasn't that interested in leaving my family. I've never moved away because like being close to them is important to me. So just to give you a little insight into me. (laughs) And so I talked to my mom on the phone several times a week when I was in Wales. I talked to my dad probably, I mean, at least once a week. But then I had like a family. So Marco Polo is an app that I've used. It's amazing. Um, you basically like send video mes- messages back and forth, but you can do groups. So we had a family group so we could like send each other videos throughout the day and they could kind of see what I was up to. So that was nice. Um, mm. And then I was texting them a lot. It's harder with my niece and nephew. So my niece and nephew are seven and five and I'll FaceTime with them. Well, my nephew's not really interested in FaceTime. My niece is, but it's just not this, it's hard to have the same relationship with them when you're not in person. It's just not, it's not the same. Um, So that has been tough. Yeah. So I feel like missing my family was one of the hardest parts, but like staying in contact with them was pretty good. Friends, it's interesting because, and I think you and I have talked about this before, I was surprised at who kept in touch and who didn't of my friends. Like I was surprised for who really showed up for me and who didn't while I was gone and like not good or bad. It's just like you said, like people have their own lives and their own stuff going on. And so I don't take it personally. I don't think it's anything that's like intentional, but Some people that I was really close with, I just wouldn't hear from. (laughs) And other people that like maybe were newer relationships or that I didn't talk to that much when I was in Jax, like that then were reaching out a lot. And so that was interesting. I think with friends, like doing FaceTime or like WhatsApp video calls, voice notes, (laughs) and it's interesting. So my very best friend in this world, who I consider like my soul sister like she's a soul friend um natalie lives in philadelphia well outside of philly 
and she's lived there for years for the majority of our friendship. So I'm quite used to the long distance friendship thing. We talk like every, nearly every day. And so, so I feel well practiced at that, like texting and um, phone calls and Marco Polo and all of that. So I think what I found the most challenging was the time difference. Like trying to schedule video chats with people was just hard. Like especially my niece and nephew, I ended up like I'd have to get them bef- before school, so mm-hmm. it would be about lunchtime in Wales, and they'd be like just waking up and getting ready for school. Because yeah. if I wait until they get home from, because b- my brother and sister in law work full time, and so they wouldn't get home from school until closer to like four or five in the afternoon. Well, that's like ten o'clock at night in Wales. And that's just, I value my sleep. (laughs) So I think the time difference was really challenging when it comes to talking to people like live. So a lot of my weekends, like my Saturdays, a lot of my Saturdays were like just chatting with family on the phone. And that helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to remember like that there are other people in the world that sound like you, you know? (laughs) You spend so much time in another country where every time you open your mouth, people look at you funny and it's like, oh yeah, there are other people that sound like me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Did you, do you find that strange? Not, not, not a whole bunch. I, but that's because I've been to other countries where like the different accents and you know, the Spanish accent and English is, is completely different. And that was the thing, the, the thing that I was thinking about too, of like friends and family and home. Like there's only one person that I was surprised that hasn't kept up in contact with me um, mm-hmm. at all. And so like never still hasn't replied to anything that I've sent. So that, that was the only surprise, but yeah, that's because there's been no replies period but like everything else i i fully expected because you you're pouring your energy and your your time and your energy and what you have into this you know new life where everything is new the 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 door handles are new the locks are new like right can we side note why are the locks so challenging like I think it's oh my gosh! Just the the architecture architecture grew in a completely opposite direction from the United States. So like, but it's um, like, do you like every house? You have to like pull the handle up, and then you turn it it. like in a in the opposite way that's intuitive. It took me so long to get a hang of lock, and don't even get me started on the back door at the church. Like that's still like makes me scared to do the back door of the church because I've made the alarm go off so many times. <laughs> so I don't remember why we got on to the doors and everything. You were saying everything oh, is different. Yes. Yeah, so just knowing that everything, everything is different and we're taking in all this information. And so it's taking all of our energy to just remember name for me specifically, it was, remembering names um i've always had trouble with that and so it was very important to me to remember people's names so that you know if i that 
you know, they were important. You know, the yeah. people here are important to me. And so I want to remember their names. And so I was, I was trying my bestest to remember names, um, remember tasks, uh, remember all the little things that you have to do to get into each, you know, um, MailChimp and um, all those creative, awesome apps that come with yeah. all the tasks that we were giving. So like, uh, all, all, there was, there was new things that I just didn't know that were part of it. And so just completely fine part of, uh, being an intern. And so growing in that also takes away from my attention back home. Yeah. And so the energy, I just, I just always, I knew that energy was going to be diverted to here to Wales and just like yeah. any other job. And I, and I, I would say too, ministry is not a 40 hour a week job. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And I would say that. Well, maybe let's shift to like um, trying to give some practical tips. So let's first hmm. speak to um, people who might be listening that are the family or friends of a missionary. So Hmm. what advice could we practically give them? Pray daily. <laughs> uh, yeah. Based yeah, yeah. on what you just said, because I completely agree. When someone's in a brand new place with brand new people learning all brand new things, most of their energy is going to be focused right in front of them on the mission field. And so they may not be as great at keeping in touch as they once were. And that's because they're being thrust into this new thing. And so like just recognizing that and not taking it personally. And then also like maybe this is a season in your relationship, whether it's family or friend, where you have to take on a little more of the work. Like it might be more on you to reach out to the missionary, to initiate contact. Um, that was really helpful to me. Like the people who just consistently reached out, even when I wasn't great at responding, because it means a ton. (laughs) Sometimes you just don't have the energy to like give it the response it deserves, but that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. So let's then say like for potential missionaries, what advice or like practical tips would we give them? I think that a lot of my family members and I, we didn't have the compatible apps to communicate except for Messenger on Facebook. So just knowing, I guess that that was a learning curve for me too of getting, you know, get my grandparents on Messenger to be able to a video chat with them and then them learning that. I think that it would do, be really great for anybody going into an internship or a missionary or moving to a different country or even across states where you're wanting to communicate with your family long distances, prepare your, your grandparents, your, your parents, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, every, prepare your friends, your church family for the way that you're going to communicate with them. Yeah. What apps are we using? Or yeah, which, how are we going to communicate? Because that's something that I didn't do. Yeah, I, I felt like I did that. And then 
I realized once I got over there that I didn't do it as well as I could have because I had people that were texting my U.S. number still (laughs) and like frustrated that they weren't they couldn't get through and so yeah I think making sure that people understand that you're not gonna have your U.S. number if if you're moving to another country like so they can't text you there and they can't call you there and so like for us we didn't know what our UK number would be until we got over there but yeah like making sure like I had to make sure my family had WhatsApp downloaded and that they knew that like texting would be through WhatsApp that video calls would be through WhatsApp I just don't like using messenger and not my whole family's on Facebook so like I I hate Facebook, so I didn't go that route, but WhatsApp has been good. And Marco Polo, like having people download Marco Polo and create some groups in Marco Polo was Mm. huge for me. I don't think, I think that's only a US thing. I don't think that, I'm not certain about that, but it may be that Marco Polo only exists in the United States, but I love Marco Polo, so. Yeah, I I don't know what Marco Polo is. An email, like, you know, if you have some maybe relatives that are older or friends that are older that aren't on social media or whatever, or they don't want to download new apps, email is always there. I've communicated with quite a few people over email. The other thing that I did is I created a Facebook group, like just for my mission in Wales. I know I just said I hate Facebook and I do, but it is good for groups. so mm-hmm. I created a group there for all of the people that are um, supporting me and that kind of were on the journey with me leading up to it. So I, well, I haven't posted there in a while <laughs> since I've been home, but I was posting or trying to post like once every week or once every two weeks, just keeping people updated, like a general update of what was going mm-hmm. on. And that's a way to communicate with like a larger group of people. And even those people like you talked about that, like people from your church that you may not talk to on the phone or text all the time, but they want to know what you're up to. That's a really great way of doing that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it's less pressure because like, I think I, I don't know how many people I have in my group, maybe like 50 or something like that. And so I can send out an update and it hits all 50 of them, but I only have to write it once. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Because I, I very early on got overwhelmed by keeping up with everyone and all of the messages and like responding to everyone and wanting to give everyone detail. But you realize like you just can't give everyone mm. the level of detail that they may ask for. So just determining like who you're comfortable sharing all the deepest, darkest with and who maybe gets like a lighter update, um, more surface level. And it's nothing like, again, it's not personal. It's not against the person, but there is a level of like, I had to set some boundaries and realize like, I can't give everyone everything, especially when you're embedded in a new community and trying to give those people a lot of yourself too. So just knowing it's okay to not always respond or it's okay to take a couple days or it's okay to come up with like a couple of canned responses of what you're going to tell people. And I would highly encourage the Facebook group thing because that has taken a lot off my plate 
of like feeling the need to communicate with a ton of people. So yeah, those are my practical tips. Oh, and just like, you're going to have to take it upon yourself to do the work of like the time change stuff. Like people at home just aren't going to remember. And so (laughs) it's going to kind of be on you as, as the person overseas. Um, Just recognizing that, but yeah. Any last thoughts or words of advice before we move on, Isaac? No, let's let's move on. Okay. To to our new segment. Trying for the first time today. Yes. Excited? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the low for each of us, and then we'll end on the high. Oh, yeah. So Isaac, what was your low of the week? Okay. Got this. My low was um, I went up a mountain that had never gone, a path that I'd never gone before because I went up a street that I'd never gone before in an area that I'd never been. So I went up this mountain and went over to the other side and it was, um, I had a, a couple of choices. And uh, so I just decided to to go down this one path which led me down the mountain. But the problem was, was it was really steep. So I had already made the commitment to going and then it went from rock, you know, or the path went to a mud path and it's been raining for the last couple of days. So, um, it was a horrible descent, um, because I kept on slipping and falling because there was no, there was no, uh, foot holding or grip. And I had a bike, a very, very heavy bike with me. And so I just kept on what made me start to walk down the path with the bike was because I couldn't actually break um, any longer because it turned into, because it got so muddy. I was going down and I ended up uh, flying off the bike, wrecking. And then, um, I slipped and fell uh, several other times where like I tweaked my shoulder. So my shoulder sore, my right leg looks like, um, a barracuda attacked me. Um, yeah, cause I went to, a, uh, I went into a, uh, well, I don't know what they call what, what type of plant it is, but it's like a blackberry bush has a whole bunch of thorns and nettles, but it's like a vine. So they grow everywhere in the forests and I ended up falling into one of those. Uh, luckily I was wearing gloves and, um, I had a, a thick, um, insulated sweater on sweatshirt on. So, um, it only got my legs. Um, yikes. So that was just, that was very, I just didn't like it. No one, no one likes it. I mean, to, who would? walk down and then i learned that the so pine trees forests are not safe at all they're they're like natural booby trapped because (laughs) you don't you think you're stepping in a safe area because like uh, all the foliage all the leaves and and metal those little needles that draw that drop create a a ground of you know dead can like uh, a layer of what looks like just forest growth and it's not, it's just the, the dead needles. And so 
you don't know if you're stepping into a solid place or not. And so there were several times where I lost my footing um, and just fell and was just, I was muddy everywhere. I was just, I was defeated. I had a few instances of that when I was there when it was raining so much, sliding down hills and having to go home with mud all over your butt. It's great. But you did it. You yeah. survived. Now you have some scars to take home with you. I don't think that they'll, they, they might heal and you'll never see them. I don't know. But um, Time will tell. What about your lows? What was your low this week? So we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, yes. So last week, I just felt towards the end of the week, I started feeling like so run down. And I thought, oh no, has the Rona gotten me? Because <laughs> you hear people who just like all of a sudden start feeling really tired. And I felt really tired. And for those of you who may not know, Florida is seeing a massive resurgence in coronavirus our cases are going up like every day we're breaking a record for number of new cases so it's a little concerning and I was worried that it might have gotten me because I just didn't feel I'm someone who likes to exercise daily even if that's just a walk outside or if it's a little bit of yoga or it might be more intense, like a run or like weight training, but I like to get some sort of movement in, movement in every day. And last week uh-huh. I went four days without it, four or five. I went many days without exercising, which is just not normal for me because I had no energy for it. So it just sort of left me feeling blah. So that's my low. Mm. Um, I'm happy to say I'm on the other side of it, but it was I don't enjoy feeling like that. I don't enjoy feeling just tired and achy and like all I want to do is lay around and watch TV. But alas, that was the reality. So your highs, what what was uh, your high of last week? So I'll sort of give uh, an overarching theme of a high is that I'm enjoying the way that coronavirus has made us rethink connecting with people. So Father's Day was really fantastic. We, I went and met, because my dad is self-isolating. Um, I went and met him for a hike on this trail nearby. And so we walked outside. It's like a four-mile trail. So we did that and gave us an opportunity to catch up. And then I went, picked up takeout for us. And we ate our takeout in the backyard of his house. And... Mm-hmm. It was just really nice to have such a low-key day, to spend some time outside, to be active. Our Father's Days or like other family celebrations tend to be more meeting at a restaurant and hanging out. And I just really prefer it this way. It just feels more authentic and less pressure. And um, and then last night, I so this week, It's uh, my friend Lisa's birthday and also her daughter's birthday. And so we had planned to go out to eat to like one of my favorite restaurants in St. Augustine. It's on the water and you can sit outside on the water and it's fantastic. But again, Florida seeing that rise in cases and there were a bunch of restaurants in St. Augustine 
that have closed because of either employees getting the virus or anyway, they've like closed for cleaning and stuff. So a few of us started to get a little nervous about going to eat at a restaurant and, and just exposing ourselves to all of those people. Mm-hmm. And so sort of last minute we pivoted on our plans and decided to just like go to the store, buy a bunch of like charcuterie stuff and some snacks and have like, well, we originally planned for a picnic, but it was very hot here yesterday. And so um, we hung out on her front porch and we just had snacks and cake and it was really great. And again, it was one of those things where I was like, gosh, this is really fun to just all kind of show up as we are and hang out and you're not, it's so much easier to talk to people when you're not at a restaurant and like catch up and just be relaxed. And she like, her place is amazing. She's her front porch. She's got like a legit front porch and a bunch of rockers and it's on, um, it overlooks St. Augustine Bay. So, I mean, what more could you ask for? So that was my high is just connecting with people in new ways, connecting with people by being outdoors and also saves money. So there's that. What was your high? I think, uh, so my, my high was a combination of the number one high was my younger brother is engaged now to, uh, so exciting. Yes. Uh, it's pretty cool. He, he asked her, uh, last week. And so, um, and then I, I talked with uh, my dad on Father's Day, so that was that was really cool. Spent a couple of hours just chatting about life, and um, actually, he's he's one of those people that I haven't kept in huge contact with. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, it was, it's been I want to say a, a, over a month since I had actually talked with him, or or text him or messaged him or anything. And so it was, it was just kind of funny that the way we were talking, cause he, he's been asked several times, you know, how's Isaac's doing? What's the update? And he, and my dad's like, Oh, he's an adult. He's, he's out there. Living. He's like, you know, he's 28 years old. He's a grown man. He's good. He's healthy. You know, those type of things. <laughs> my dad giving those type of answers, you know, the people. So I just, I thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was funny just because, you know, I, I can, I can just picture my dad, um, you know, and just having a conversation with other conversations with other people. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Nice. It was, um, really great just to be able to catch up with the, the brothers and the sister and, uh, the dad. So yeah. it was nice. It's good stuff. So uh, this concludes episode 10. I know. Okay. Episode 10 in the books. Check. So if you have any questions, um, you, I hopefully, hopefully you know how to contact us. We have emails yeah. and um, things yeah. like that. Um, you can even, if, you, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can message me. Um, yeah. And have a wonderful day. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Thanks for hanging with us for another episode, and we'll 
be in your ears again next week. Bye. Bye.